welcome to Old Treasures Made New, your devotional podcast on the go or at home, where we read the scriptures and reflect on them with those from the past. Today we'll be reading Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 34, and then through J.C. Ryle's expository thoughts on Matthew. Again, please take a moment to pause and ask the Holy Spirit to bring understanding and then to apply what we hear. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 34. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to a span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This is the word of the Lord. These verses are a striking example of the combined wisdom and compassion of our Lord Jesus Christ's teaching. He knows the heart of a man. He knows that we are all ready to turn off warnings against worldliness by the argument that we cannot help but being anxious about the things of this life. Have we not our families to provide for? Must not our bodily needs be supplied? How can we possibly get through life if we think first of our souls? The Lord Jesus foresaw such thoughts and supplies us with an answer. He forbids us to keep up an anxious spirit about the things of this world. Four times over, he says, don't be anxious about life, about food, about clothing, about tomorrow. Don't be anxious. Be not over careful. Be not over anxious. Prudent provision for the future is right. Wearing, corroding, self-tormenting anxiety is wrong. He reminds us of the providential care that God continually takes of everything he has created. Has he given us life? Then he will surely not let any lack anything necessary for its maintenance. Has he given us a body? Then he will surely not let us die for lack of clothing. He that calls us into being will doubtless find food to feed us. He points out the uselessness of over-anxiety. Our life is entirely in God's hand. All the care of the world will not make us continue a minute beyond the time which God has appointed. 
We shall not die until our work is done. He sends us to the birds of the air for instruction. They make no provision for the future. They don't sow, neither do they reap. They lay up no stores against time, yet they come. They do not gather into barns. They literally live from day to day on what they can pick up by using the instinct God has put in them. They ought to teach us that no man doing his duty in the station to which God has called him shall ever be allowed to come to poverty. He bids us to observe the flowers of the fields. Year after year they are decked with the brightest colors, without the slightest labor of exertion on their part. They don't toil, neither do they spin. God, by his almighty power, clothes them with beauty every season. The same God is the Father of all believers. Why should they doubt that he is able to provide them with clothing as well as the lilies of the field? He who takes thought for perishable flowers will surely not neglect the bodies in which dwell immortal souls. He suggests to us that anxiety about the things of this world is most unworthy of a Christian. One great feature of heathenism is living for the present. Let the heathen, if he will, be anxious. He knows nothing of a father in heaven. But let the Christian who has a clearer light and knowledge give proof of it by his faith and contentment. When bereaved of those we love, we are not to grieve as those who have no hope. When tried by cares of this life, we are not to be over-anxious as if we had no God and no Christ. He offers us a gracious promise as a remedy against an anxious spirit. He assures us that if we seek first and foremost to have a place in the kingdom of grace and glory, everything that we really need in this world shall be given to us. It shall be added over and above our heavenly inheritance. All things shall work together for good for those who love God. He withholds no good thing from those who walk blamelessly. Romans 8.28 and Psalm 84 verse 11. Last of all, he seals up all his instruction on the subject by laying down one of the wisest maxims. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. We are not to carry cares before they come. We are to attend to today's business and leave tomorrow's anxieties until tomorrow dawns. We may die before tomorrow. We know not what may happen. This only we may be assured of, that if tomorrow brings a cross, he who sends it can and will send grace to bear it. In all this passage, there is a treasury of golden lessons. Let us seek to use them in our own daily life. Let us not only read them, but turn them into practical account. Let us watch and pray against worry and an over-anxious spirit. It deeply concerns our happiness. Half our miseries are caused by imagining things that we think are coming upon us. Half the things that we expect to come upon us never come at all. Where is our faith? Where is our confidence in our Lord's words? We may well take shame to ourselves when we read these verses and then look into our hearts. But this we may be sure of, that David's words are true. I have been young, 
and now am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his children begging for bread. Psalm 37, verse 25. That is the end of Ryle's expository thoughts in these verses. Let us carefully consider what we have heard today. And may the Lord be pleased to bring the growth for his glory. Thank you.